today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. Will Erskine back at the station. Keeping the Scott Thompson Home Show between the pipes on an all-request Friday. Time of the uh, show when we uh, salute some of the small businesses in the Hamilton area. Hospitality, whether it's uh, retail that have been feeling the pinch uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic. And, man, there's uh, been all kinds of incredible stories uh, that we've heard as uh, companies have switched and, and pivoted and all those other key words. And in some cases, uh, found a whole different industry that they didn't even know was there. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to the co-founders of Earth Kisses Sky. I have Tijan and Ashley on. How are you two, Tijan and Ashley? I hope you're doing well. Hi, Scott. Thank you for having us on the show today. So tell us what uh, Earth Kisses Sky is. Um, okay, well, basically, we're in our 11th year. Earth Kisses Sky originally founded as a health and wellness studio where we did massage, acupuncture, nutrition, herbal medicine. And just a couple years ago, we closed our doors to focus more on products. So um, EKS currently is proud. We're proud to be owned and operated in Canada to serve the growing cannabis wellness and lifestyle community. Um, and we have a quality premium cannabis-based wellness products that will be in stores through the Ontario Cannabis Store in May. So we're super excited and proud that we um, we made it. <laughs> so you started this as a bricks and mortar and then went to online long before the, the pandemic. Well, yeah. So so it was interesting. It's almost It's almost like we were kind of already prepared for this. Like we spent a year almost as if um, the pandemic was happening. So when it actually did hit, it's like, oh, well, we're kind of working out of home and, and not so much has changed. So we're kind of fortunate that way that we have like this bulletproof uh, business that we created beforehand, but it definitely allowed us to thrive during the time to really focus. So tell us the story here uh, of how you got to where you are, how Lyme disease figures into all of this, and, 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 and the, the journey. Sure. So that would be my partner, Ashley, mm-hmm. who actually was bedbound and in a wheelchair and all of that going back 10 years ago. So, Ashley, go take, a, take yeah. it away. <laughs> take it away. All right. So, yeah, um, like you didn't mention, I was uh, diagnosed 10 years ago with Lyme disease. And because of our wealth, our health and wellness background, we were very focused on um, natural holistic um, medications as far as herbs go. And we ended up, I started to get into cannabis for my own healing to help with joint pain, muscle pain, um, helping with sleep, multiple different things. And because my pain was so severe within my joint specific, I really was looking for a product that I could put locally on the area to, to give me some relief. So that's when Tijan and I really dove into our abilities in holistic health and created an all-natural topical, which is what's going to be on the shelves come May. So this so, is a cream, a topical cream that you would rub on? That's right, yes. It's an all-natural herbal-based topical cream that you'll put locally on the on joints, on muscles, anywhere that you feel like you need some benefits, but it's also really great for your skin as well. And, and going way back, cannabis wasn't legal at that point. So, yeah. so actually received her medical license. That's how we got into it. And yeah. then we passed it around to friends and family and they're like, can you make more of this stuff? I really, really love it. So mm-hmm. we actually operated a little bit um, in the unregulated market for a little while. So we, we, transitioned out of that knowing that this this was a little risky here so 
um, what the what the industry today is really proud of is that we are female founded and local to the area and um, and it's really difficult right now to get a product on the shelves because a lot of the products are coming from the states or from bigger brands like Estee Lauder, Sephora, etc. And um, then all of a sudden you have your craft brand like EKS um, hitting hitting next to the top players. So we're we're sort of the underdogs in the market, but with Ashley's story and quite honestly, we didn't get into this business to sell. We really just wanted to help people and we we just I think just from your results alone, never would we claim a cream took no. you out of a wheelchair, but it definitely helped your quality of life. Def- yeah, it definitely helped the quality of my life. Absolutely. That's something I was looking for just to like ease a little bit of um, pains within my body. Mm-hmm. So many when they think about cannabis, certainly since legalization anyway, that this discussion is changing, but it's about smoking pot. Many have talked about the virtues of its medical uh, abilities, whether it's in a topical cream like this. Uh, you're saying through your personal uh, situation, Ashley, that, that this was of a magnificent, magnificent help to you. Um, medical community, not real quick to jump on this sort of thing. Give us a bit more insight in, in into this and, and why it works. Or does yeah. it work? How, how does it work? Okay, so, yeah, so um, it's really great for localized. So the one key thing that we like to um, inform, I guess, a new user would be that you don't get any intoxication when applying it topically to your skin. Um, it is really great for muscle pains, joint pains. I mean, now that we're moving into legal market, we can't really put any claims on it. But um, with our cream specifically, we have um, additional herbs as well, which are really great for anti-inflammatory um, and helping with pain relief as well. Um, and, and just for example, I mean, Ashley was the youngest in Ontario to get a full knee replacement last year. And we applied the skin cream to like, skin healing so on her scars while it was healing um so it it really does initiate like a recovery and there's a whole science between behind like the cbd and thd which i we don't have time for that but we do have classes and courses that people can um tune in if you go to our website um earthkissesky.com which is changing we're in the process of changing it around but we do offer um some classes where we can educate like what exactly is going on but um, there's, it's definitely quite remarkable. If you if you're interested in getting into cannabis, I uh, definitely uh, re- say go check it out because it, it's it's awesome. Is there more R and D being done, research and development being done into the me- uh, the medical benefits of this cream or things like this? It, you know, again, like there's, uh, it's not traditional medicine per se. Although some say no, this is traditional medicine, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously not that, yeah. to, but obviously not to big pharma. So, what's that discussion like? And is there the research and development being done? Absolutely, on a daily basis. So THC and CBD are the famous uh, components of the plant. So you're going to hear that. But in all honesty, there's over 400 constituents of the plant which are being researched on a daily basis. So, so in the medical field, there are it is becoming a thing for you know children and um, seizures, and there's been proven reports on how beneficial that is. So big pharma is 
um, getting a handle on it. It's just a matter of time and education. And education. But people should still be aware that there's a lot. Once big uh, pharma gets a handle of it, uh, synthetic cannabis, uh, just be, become more educated on what you're looking for and um, what's more natural than as opposed to more like synthetic mm-hmm. stuff. So. So, so what sort of products do you sell? What's bringing you the most success right now? Right now, it's our Shine. It's going to be called Shine in stores, and that's going to be released in May. So we have about four weeks to go. Um, so we really encourage people to go to your local cannabis store and ask for EKS topicals because this is going to really push the government to purchase more from the little players like us. And um, so... As a community-based, and um, we only ask the listeners to go check out your store. We have only the one product right now, um, but we do have over 100 recipes and 25 formulations. So stay tuned for more releases. It's just a matter of time. And do you have to get these sorts of creams at a cannabis store? Yes. So either online. So think of it as the LCBO. They call it the OCS. Uh, Ontario Cannabis Store, where all of the products are regulated by the government. And you can either get it online, ocs.ca, or you find your local cannabis retail shop. Um, so how come that this has to be sold through a cannabis shop if it's you know there's no THC, if it doesn't get you high? Okay, so there is THC and CBD in it. So what pe- the biggest question people ask is when you put the cream on, will I get a buzz? And it's different than when you're smoking because it doesn't cross like the blood brain barrier without getting too technical. Um, so you're not going to get high from applying a cream, even if it has THC and CBD in it. And the thing that gets a little bit confusing with some of the consumers that I find is, you know, you see a lot of companies, bigger companies, um, uh, selling hemp creams and calling them cannabis creams just at local stores. Um, shoppers, drug mart sells, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like all of these types of stores in malls. And the difference with that is those ones are allowed to be sold because they aren't actually cannabis. They're from they're derived from a hemp plant. So there's actually very minimal amount of CBD in it um, and almost nothing, no THC in it whatsoever. So it's really important that if you need it for therapeutic uh, benefits, I would definitely recommend and make sure that you're getting your topical or or any of your products that have cannabis in them from a Ontario cannabis store, mm-hmm. um, just to ensure that you're getting quality and um, the actual um, cannabis plant. How big an industry is this? How is it growing? It's huge. I don't know the exact numbers at the moment, but um, it's projected to grow over and over again. Like I, I, I don't know exactly right now, but right. I really, I really recommend that if you haven't checked out, like the um, OCS or any cannabis retail shops, um, there's nothing to be afraid of. Just pop in, um, check it out. It's kind of like walking into the LCBO. You're going to see a bunch of instead of wine glasses, you're going to just see pictures because the actual flowers are not on display. But you'll see like the the brand and the and the jars. There's people that you can ask questions. If you want a product like cannabis for the first time, a topical is a great way to start because you're not going to get a buzz or a high. Um, so that's a great place to start and then go from there. All right. Uh, Tijan and Ashley have been with us, co-founders of Earth Kisses Sky. And the website again is? 
earthkissesky.com or earthkissesky on Instagram. All right, there you go. And uh, in the midst of uh, of uh, creating an industry uh, with topical creams and cannabis, uh, and, and again, uh, starting uh, in the midst, well, not starting, but certainly continuing through a uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, thanks so much, Tijan and Ashley. Good luck with all of this. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Here's a great story about uh, Waterloo Brewing uh, slashing their beer prices that they sell their uh, their product to to Ontario pubs. Now, I don't know if many realize this, but they pay pretty much the same prices that we pay when we go into the store. Uh, so very interesting angle of, uh, you know, one helping the other. Let's bring in Kevin Nielsen, journalist for Global News in Kitchener, Waterloo and Cambridge and is with us now. Kevin, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is a great story. Tell us what happened here. Well, I mean, I, I guess Waterloo, uh, brewing had a pretty good year last year and, um, you can see that the restaurant industry has been uh, devastated. I don't know what it's like in Hamilton. I assume it's very similar to here where you, you know, a lot of great restaurants have closed up shop. Um, and, and now we're in sort of the threat of a third wave, which, which sounds like it could be, uh, you know, tragic for a lot of restaurants. So uh, in an effort to help, they sort of cut their prices of, of a case of tall cans by 10 bucks a case uh, and their kegs are down, like their big kegs are down 50 bucks a keg. Now that's a huge cut. Uh, they've almost cut them down to cost to uh, try and help restaurants uh, through this, this tough time. Uh, is, and this is only available to uh, restaurants, bars, and such pubs, not available to public, correct? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's an effort to sort of assist these restaurants that are, you know, that are, that are having a tough time making a go of it as we, you know, as they're as they're sort of got this uh, uh, cloud put upon them that you shouldn't go eat there, or they're not allowed to have more than ten customers in a restaurant at a time, depending on what you know zone you're in. Um, so it's just a, just sort of uh, Waterloo Brewing stepping up to try and help uh, other small businesses. I mean, not that they're a small business anymore, but they once were. So yeah. Um, we, we, many may not know, and I believe this is still the case, where the, these establishments pay basically the same price that any of us would pay uh, for the product if we go in and buy it at a beer store or an LCBO or what have you. Is there any indication from government that they're willing to give restaurateurs or any of the hospitality industry a break on any of this? Um, not that I've seen so far. I mean, it's... Um... <laughs> It certainly would would help if they stepped up. I know the restaurant uh, industry across the, across Canada has sort of uh, been asking for a little more assistance. Um, I know uh, that it costs uh, on average for a restaurant every time they're forced to close up uh, during during one of these lockdowns, like thirty thousand dollars, and they have to try and find a way to recover that in a business where there's a really small margin. So um, you know, here's hoping that this this is at least a step in the right direction. And, you know, he, George Croft, who's the president of Waterloo Brewing, sort of threw down a gauntlet in an effort to try and get uh, other people that might be in a similar position to uh, to lend a hand to the restaurant, but restaurants and, and bars and pubs as well. 
We've certainly seen how government has reacted, whether it's patios and such, even off sales uh, in, in order to help out this, this industry. And I've talked to many restaurateurs that have said the ability for them to sell alcohol as well as part or as part of the takeout deal was a massive win for them because of, uh, uh, of the markup on it. And as you said, such slow, uh, small margins in the restaurant industry anyway. Uh, and, but it was, it was interesting. I found it surprising what, what a big impact that had for them. So you can imagine if they gave them a bit of tax relief on the actual prices that would probably go a long way yeah i would imagine i mean it, it's they've all you know they've had to learn how to shift their their sort of business direction like the rest of us well not like the rest of us i mean well other than you and i working from home we're not you know we can still operate but these guys can't so i think um you know if the government decided to to offer a little more assistance to the restaurants uh if you know be it subsidies or or a little bit of a tax cut, it would certainly um, offer a huge assistance assistance to them. Uh, you can see how obviously this would be a benefit to something like a Waterloo Brewing. You're covering it. We're covering it. It's obviously getting uh, publicity for them. Uh, I, you know, I, I think the first question to come to mind is, why aren't the big uh, players involved in something like this? I, I think they're just so much... Uh, you know, the bigger the company is, the harder it is to sort of, uh, I'm not yeah. trying to make excuses for them, but no. the harder it is for them to sort of make shifts in, in how they do things. Um, you know, the, the more monolithic, like most of the major breweries in Canada aren't even owned in Canada anymore. So, um, you know, these decisions are coming pretty far up the food chain for them to sort of have to make this. I imagine they'd have to kick it pretty far upstairs. Whereas a company like, you know, this one, which is sort of, you know, they've got local ownership, um, they'd be a lot more flexible in making these kind of decisions. Have you had any heard any more news of other smaller breweries doing this? No, not yet. I haven't seen anything pop up at this point. I'd imagine that if they would, they could. But I know, like I said, I think um, Waterloo Brewing, surprisingly, they actually had a, it was announced at the end of the year that they had a really strong year um, last year despite the pandemic because I guess people were, we're still going to the to the store to get their beer rather than yeah. going to the restaurant. So I can't even, you know, I'd ask you, what, when was the last time you went to a, to a restaurant and had a sit-down yeah. meal at this point? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, we've certainly heard since the very beginning of this global pandemic, uh, obviously uh, food stores doing incredibly well, as well as more people obviously drinking, too. So, yeah, the profits have to be there, you'd think. Yeah, and I would think that the, um, uh, the other sort <laughs> of, underlying benefit of this is that they uh they can't be moving much product in the keg keg section of the warehouse so i'd imagine this would help uh, uh shift some of that backlog that they would have there too good point uh kevin nielsen with us journalist for global news in kitchener waterloo and cambridge waterloo brewing slashing uh, its beer prices for the ontario pubs and restaurants that it provides to uh giving them a little bit of a break and uh, a lower cost so they can try to at least recover something kevin thanks for the time much appreciated be well all right have a good weekend the scott thompson show weekdays from noon to three on 900 chml